0: Our youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 Kiss FM.
1: Sound, Sound, off. Off. Sound, Sound off. off.
0: We're more than just a radio show.
1: We're a family where teens have a voice.
0: Here we talk about topics that are relevant to the community
2: as well as things that interest us.
1: Yeah, we're teenagers. But we have stuff that we want to (laughs) say. And we're going to do that now. 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 We sound sound off and you can sound sound off too. Sound Sound, sound,
2: off. Good morning to you, all of our amazing listeners. We welcome you to Sound Off. Heard weekly on your favorite radio station, in addition to our podcast. Uh, My co-host is back, Amanda Butler. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Sco. It's so good to be back.
2: Well, good to have you. And you know what? I will say this. You have a very busy schedule. So when you're not able to be on, we absolutely understand. But it's good. Again, it's good to have you on this morning. Uh, And it's even better that we, we get to introduce Conway's native son. You know, when life comes through, he speaks life. And we're excited about that on this morning. Amanda, you know, we had the honor and and the privilege of having him at Conway High School maybe a couple of weeks ago. And uh, now he's on Sound Off Zoom with us. Good morning to you, life.
0: Good morning. Good morning. Peace. Thank you all for having me.
2: We're really honored to have you. And you know what? We have a lot to talk about. So what we're not going to do is waste a lot of time. But I would like for you to, if you would take the opportunity uh, to kind of reintroduce yourself a little bit. It's been a minute. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
0: Peace. I'm from Conway, South Carolina, 1721 Highland Avenue to be exact. I am from the alma mater, Conway High School, 21 year Marine Corps veteran, transformational speaker, leadership coach, culture consultant prison programming, spoken word artist internationally, but most important homeboy to the town, a uh, leader in the village. So bigger than anything is to be able to come back home and give back to the village that raised me. So they don't know nothing else. Just let's make sure we know that part.
2: And so that brings me to uh, what we were talking about before we came on, Amanda. You were talking about, you know, him being able to come back. Wait, let's talk
1: about that, Amanda. I'm coming to you. Um, Like Schofield said, a couple of weeks ago, you came back and you poured into our students at Conway High School. It was absolutely phenomenal. Tell us why you feel like it's so important, because not everybody does that. So why do you feel like it's so important and it's so necessary to come back and pour back into our students?
0: Because I know the impact that it had when Master Sergeant Howard Brantley came back to Conway High School and he showed me what success looked like. So you'll see people from afar that it almost feels like you can't touch, but he came back, he was well put together, he was well spoken, he made it a responsibility for himself to put responsibility in us. So I understand how that mentorship, how that leadership, how seeing somebody up close and personal, not just hearing them talk with a tongue on their mouth, but with the two tongues in their shoes and walking it out, coming from the same trenches and showing you what success looks like. Oftentimes, It's not that our children don't make it to where they want to be in life. It's just the fact they've never seen anybody do it the way they want to do it. That comes from the same places. So it is an impossibility for me to go out, make it in the world, get the fruits of my labor, but neglect the roots that raised me. So it's always necessary to come back home and water the roots that raised me. So it's my pretty much give back to everything that was given to me. Like the city made me who I am. It wasn't that I went away in the Marine Corps. Conway made me who I am. So there's another generation that comes behind us that we have a responsibility to feed, guide, mentor, and look out for.
2: Wow. That's powerful. And and like Amanda said, when you came, you not only spoke to the entire student body, but you had the opportunity to speak and uh, really empower the football team. And so talk a yes, little bit about, I mean, that, and and especially when you're talking about males, sometimes males are a little harder and they don't, you know, pretend that what you're saying really don't matter, but, I, I know wholeheartedly that those guys, you had their undivided attention. So let's talk about where, where does that come from? Where does that vibe? Where does that energy? Where does that connection, the uh, you know the fact that you're approachable? Where does all that come from?
0: 100% honest, Mass Sergeant Brantley, Pops. Okay. So from this point forward, I'm going to say Pops because that's what I call him. Pops gave us one rule. He said, I don't care what you do, son. You better win. And everywhere we went, he had this expectation, like the expectation was set, the bar was set. So there was no half step. And he didn't give you any kudos or saying, oh, I did good. He said, you, you, you're supposed to do good, son. Nobody get credit for doing good. You got to be great, right? Mm-hmm. So he instilled this mind state like good was average. Like if you're doing something good, so what? Nobody really cares. But you have a responsibility to show up as your greatest self at all times. So when he said, I don't care what y'all do, when we took a team that never, they would forget to give us participation trophies when we was in ROTC. When we left in our 12th grade year, we were third in the nation though.
1: Wow. That
0: didn't come because we were different people. That came because we had a different mentality and state. So the team is Joe. The mentality is what we have to work on. So when I walked in, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand this space because I came from that space. So when he said, when we understood it was an acronym For if you want to win in life, like no matter what you do on the field, off the field, in life, you win. You do whatever is necessary. And that's what you have to do. You have to tell yourself who you are because the world is going to instantaneously tell you who you're not. But if I'm consistently telling myself who I am, that I'm great, that I'm the best, that I'm a winner, that I'm a champion, eventually every word that you say out of your mouth has a physicality that goes along with it. So if I start saying I'm the best, eventually my physicality would catch up to me being the best so it, w- it was just an honor for a coach to let me in the building it was an honor to pour into them because leaders lead and winners win and they understand and they could see that in me so that was our common denominator like our team was fire for real as long as mm-hmm. they keep their head on the fact that they're the best they'll crush the building every time yeah. in case of point what happened after that we came to the football game we did the same speech over reminded ourselves that we're the best, and we brought the bill back after seven years. Like, so it's mentality, same people Mm -hmm. on the field, but that's the same thing with the Marine Corps. We knew we were the best no matter where we stood at. That's why we get the results we get. So all of those things coincide. If your mind is gonna follow your body. So I meant your body's gonna follow your mind. So they could be in total tip top shape, but if they're not mentally prepared for this, they'll lose every time. So the team is full of winners. And I love the fact that they came out there to win. So it was an yeah. honor.
2: That's good stuff. That was, I mean, it, it really was. And and you could take some credit for that because you had those guys fired up. And, um, you know, it, it's just so wonderful that you took a personal interest in it because you're from Conway. You're Conway's mm-hmm. native, native son. I mean, it's not like yes, this indeed. is foreign to you. So you want, you want to see the people that you're connected to win. So that, right. that's and, and I
0: never had the jersey score. I, I never got on the field. I was never the football player. Uh-huh. So the opportunity to come back and speak to the football players like, oh, I, I can have a different impact. And that's what some of us got to know. Like, every one of us won't be on the field. But it's the words you might say to the person that's going to go on the field. The supporting cast is equally as important as the people that's running the play. And sometimes in life, we forget about those people. And that's the same thing that happens in a lot of times in education. You're going to focus on the smartest people that's in the class by test scores or what have you. So I'm using that term very loosely. Are you going to focus 90 percent of your time on the 10 percent of people that get in trouble? And so you're going to focus on that. But there's a middle passage of kids that get left out. I'm the middle passage of kids. Right. That just right. grew up to say, oh, no, I could be dope in the middle passage. Like Kendrick Lamar was a good kid in the Mad City. So. I get to be that middle passage and say, no, no, everybody has a voice. Everybody has a purpose and everybody can pour into a team to make sure that we're all champions on and off the field. So that was a dope part for me. I was running through like they, they gave me a jersey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the energy was definitely there. I'll come back to you, Amanda.
1: One of the things that, you know, I've been working with my students on is that positive self-talk that you're talking about. Um, how do we get our kids to speak positively about themselves. Because you know, some of our kids come from those environments where, you, you know, you have people, adults, even tell them you're not smart or, you know, you can't do this. And so a lot of what I've been doing lately is trying to convince my kids to speak positively about themselves. But I'm finding it is to be, it's just so hard. How do you do that? Because you have success in this. So how do you get students to speak positively about themselves?
0: Okay, so, so the greatest thing is first getting them to understand that it's not hocus-pocus and magic. And oftentimes, I know people don't understand that how words actually affect who you are, right? So most of these kids, we first have to break through the barriers of all the negative stereotypes they've been told, all of the things that people have told them, and then explain to them who they are as a culture of people to the world. Like, the vast majority, we, we, we come from a very rich culture. And even if we don't go back beyond America, even in America, we have a very rich culture. So it's, any side of the coin you flip it on is explaining to them the resilience of who we are as Americans. We weren't slaves. We were people who survived slavery. We went through the Middle Passage. We came through a place from a resilient card of people that was cut from a specific cloth. That if we're still standing, we came from the strongest people on the planet. So first, got to attack the roots of the situation and let them know where we're from Mm -hmm. so they can understand who we are. Then we have to explain to them the I am factor, right? No matter who you are, what you do, the most powerful thing in the world that you can say is whatever the statement is after you say the word I am. Now, I know in schools, I know people don't start shooting that sound off radio. She asked me the question, so I got to answer the question mm, how right. I know it to be true, right? First and foremost, there was a book, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. I'll say it that way. In this book, they asked the creator who he was. He said the great I am. So once he says I am, that means that's his name. So Amanda, if you was walking and somebody said, Amanda, what you going to do? You're going to look, right? So that's one, I'm getting the attention of the creator. So Mm -hmm. whatever thing I say after that, Amanda, dunk, you're going to dunk, right? You're going to move. So whatever word I say after that is going to put you into action. So we have to understand, we're saying creator first, I got your attention. Strong. Strength's going to come. But if I say broke, then broke's going to come.
1: So whatever Ah. I'm
0: asking for from the creator is what I'm going to get. So these things when we're speaking over ourselves, they're really silent prayers for real. And wow. if you say it long enough, you will become it. I love it. You
2: got to hold that thought.
0: Got to hold that okay. thought because this I'm is good. I'm gonna get that <laughs> whole. Cl- I mean, want to get that whole class. Yeah,
2: we need we need the entire thing. That was good segment because that's absolutely life changing. So once again, to you, all of our amazing listeners, you're listening to Sound Off. Radio podcast. My name is Claudia Lance Schofield. Joined by my co-host Amanda Butler. Joined by Conway's Native Son and he listen. <laughs> entrepreneur, motivational speaker. I can go on and on, but more than anything else, he is a lover of people and he speaks life. Life actually speaks life. So when we come back the dialogue will continue. Stay tuned we'll be right back.
0: Our youth are being heard on Sound Off 985 Kiss FM.
2: Sound, Sound, Sound off. To you, all of our amazing listeners, welcome back to Sound Off the Radio Podcast. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield, joined by my co host, Amanda Butler. Uh, good morning to you once again, Amanda.
1: Hey, good morning, Sound Off.
2: And uh, we are always beyond elated to have Conway's native son. Life just totally speaks life. And so peace, anytime, peace. anytime we get the opportunity to have him on, it's an amazing thing. I call him Brabra. So, you know, uh, good morning to you, Brubra.
0: Good morning, good morning. I call her Big Little Sis. That's right, that's right.
2: <laughs> and that is the God's honest truth. I'm telling you. So listen, before we went into break, you you was breaking the thing down. I'm telling you. Uh, we we want to continue with that. Amanda asked you, how do we get them to think positive about themselves? And so you were expounded upon that. So we're going to give you back the mic, and we want you to continue that uh, continue the dialogue with that.
0: Absolutely. So after we go through the history of them knowing who they are, where we came from, after we go into explaining the fact that the creator said, my name is I am. If I call your name, you're going to pay attention to me. And whatever you say after that becomes the action word. So whatever you say after I am is the most powerful statement in the world. Right. So a lot of people see things the way they are, but not the way they want it to be. Mm. So in the same book, which is crazy and the same basic instructions before leaving Earth, it tells you to lie. And people don't ever tell people this part. It tells you to lie. Because they know that words have a direct physicality. It's scientific. So in the same book, it says, let the weak say that I'm strong. Well, if the weak is weak, why would they say to say I'm strong? Well, if Mm. I say it long enough, I'll start doing the physicality that goes along with the words. So it doesn't matter how I see myself in the moment. It's how I see myself in the forever. So what I do is in that space, when I'm talking to kids, I say, "Okay, where you are right now? In the perfect world to where do you want to be what if i told you you could live in the perfect world and just wait for time to catch up and they look at you crazy what do you mean words got physicality you talking crazy i said anybody ever seen somebody call in to work sick and they're like yeah okay show me how you do it they'll put the phone to their ear they'll bend over they'll squint their eyes they'll start, <laughs> call- <coughs> start right. calling the school <coughs> excuse me <coughs> i don't feel good <coughs> I'm not going to make it to death. All that life, all that. But they got a fake phone to their ear. I got you. That's right. They're not on FaceTime. Right, that's right. But why would they do all the bending over, squeezing the eyes, holding their stomach? It's because Mm -hmm. the word sick Mm -hmm. has a physicality that follows it. So if I keep saying a different word like greatness, I'll start walking like I'm great. If Mm -hmm. I start saying champion, I'll start moving like a champion. I tell myself I'm the greatest in the world. Mm. and we have to mm. crush the demonization of people saying oh that's arrogant no that's confident that's right you're 100 percent cool with me telling myself that i have this issue i'm depressed or i'm this and you'll pay attention to that but if i say i'm the greatest i'm god's favorite i'm the one i like that by that no i gotta yeah. push my own like button so the other part is it's the small things In the world of understanding, we're in a social media generation. They live in the metaverse nine hours of their day, putting up posts, putting up comments, and waiting for somebody else to hit their like button. We have to start teaching them, hit your own like button. Mm -hmm. When I put Mm -hmm. a post up, I hit my own like button. Every day, I'm championing myself. I like me. I love me. I'm the greatest. And now when I walk around, I exude that from my pores. Because first, I called the creator. I asked for a thing. And then I move with it in physicality after I start saying. Powerful. The tongue in my mouth will say it. The one tongue in my mouth will say it, but the two tongues on my shoes will eventually start to display it.
2: Okay, that's why I we walk call it better than I talk it. Okay, <laughs> and, and so I, I was going to talk about if you change your thoughts, you'll change your mind. But you absolutely addressed that. I, don't, I, yes, I think sir. we've already covered that. That's that is powerful. But you know what? As powerful as it is. It's still in layman's term that I'm not confused about anything that you said. Am I right, Amanda? You That was breaking Absolutely. it down to the core. That so, was good. Yeah, that was good. I mean, and any, anybody, you know, you made it so plain that we all could definitely relate to what you said without saying, what did you just what did you just say? We know what you said. Right. Got to walk it And like then
1: I'm going <laughs> to have to borrow that. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm about to tell you I'm <laughs> God's favorite. That's about to be my whole thing. I'm about Period. To Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> Until you meet him Idiot. and say
0: different, right? Why shouldn't we be? That's right. Best ever created. And if our kids start believing that, if we start saying that, if we start telling them that, we start reinforcing. So we just can't do it at home. We got to give them attention. Like kids act out for attention. Mm -hmm. I've been doing intense therapeutic foster care for 15 years. I've been a culture consultant for black charter schools for for the last seven feels like. So what I started to understand is a lot of kids will tell you face to face. I stay in trouble because that's when they give me attention. So that means our kids are being overlooked. So if you don't do nothing but love on me when I'm in trouble, because that's what attention looks like. You're giving them time. They want your time and your energy. So what if when you're doing nothing wrong, I start speaking to you first? Hey, good morning. Hey, I saw I saw how you walked in. I like how you got your chin up. Even if that's the smallest yeah. thing in the world, every time they see you, they start pulling their chin up. Yeah. I but I if like the it. only time you pay me attention is when I act out, then that's what you're going to get from me yeah. forever. And so affirmation, is important.
2: And, and that's it. Yes, affirmation is important to young people and us as well. But I'm God's mm-hmm. favorite. I just need y'all to know that. Amanda, I need your shirt. I need, I need you to go I and get your shirt. And guess what? <laughs> they can hate all they want to, but I'm telling you now, I'm God's favorite. Yeah. I like and I, that. And I'm going to walk it like i talking, and I'm going to wear it loud and proud. Period. That's it. 100%. <laughs> well, 100%. I love it. I love it. So, like, I, I want to move on to, I like quotes, but I think one of my favorite Quote is by George Washington Carver, and it simply says, "Where there is no vision, there is no hope." Let's expound <clears> upon <throat> that. I know it's powerful just by the way it's out, right? Absolutely. Okay, all right.
0: Absolutely, where there's no vision, there's no hope. We live in a world where kids are raised to say, "It is what it is." What you're doing, man, it's whatever. You know what that translates to? We're doing, we're living our life on accident. So there's nothing mm. coincidental or accidental. We're supposed to live on purpose and in purpose, right? So if I don't have a vision for the world, then I'm accepting the viewpoint and the vantage point that the world gives me. Now think about that. Mm. Our kids. What do we see in music? What do we see in the news? What do we see in our timelines? Mm. If I don't have a vision, I can make no provision to get to where I want to in life. So mm. the dream. So like, even let's break down the word visions and dreams. Like, dreams is just some nice things that we have. Vision means I'm going to add the work to it to get mm-hmm. to a specific place, right? So the dream could happen in a, in a mind. Like, This is state of being when you talk about vision. That means now I got to make provisions. I got to make goals. I got to make steps. It's somewhere I'm striving to get to. But if I don't have a vision, I'm living my life on accident, not on purpose and in purpose. So there is no hope. That means I'm going to pray that I'm lucky in this world. But if you live your life on accident, what happens is you wake up one day, 30, 40, 45. I ain't older than 45, so I, don't, I can't say what happens at 50. You live right. in a space where you're like, how the heck did I get here? Mm-hmm. I never wanted to do this. You ever meet somebody like, oh, you work here. That's so great. So, And then as you continue to talk, they're like, I never wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. You didn't have a vision for that.
2: Right, that's right.
0: You didn't make provision for that. So you lived your life on accident. And you wound up in a space that you weren't intended to be. And you were beginning to go to work every day and feel hopeless. So that's why there's no hope. There's no hope for this dream that I had. There's no hope for this vision, this thing that I had burning in my soul. So what happens is, and I'm going to break this down since we a lot of students listen, that's how we kind of wind up when we start asking kids what do they want to be when they grow up. Mm -hmm. If I've only seen a CNA, I'm never going to think to say I want to be an RN. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to say I want to be a nurse practitioner nothing wrong with CNAs, but they can only answer the question to the level of the things that they've seen for real other things that they've heard about but what if I changed it and say okay let's make a vision what do you love to do in life let's take me I I love to talk oh well let's put talk if I can just talk all day then that's what I want to do underneath that now I say okay talking is my vision like that's the thing I want to do right Mm -hmm. then from that I'm supposed to build how many ways can I get paid off of talking? Well, I could be a speaker. I can coach speakers. I can, well, clothes actually, clothes actually say communication. It talks to the world. I make clothes. I do poetry. I teach people to rap. My son, I taught him how to rap. He makes $200 an hour in after-school programming. He's never had another job other than rapping, and he's 26 years old. Wow. It's because we had a vision, not of what job you want, but of what it is that you want to do. We picked the occupation and now we can make provisions for him to do the occupations. But it ain't about the occupation. It's about the vision he had over his life of what he loved to do. If we don't do that, our people are stuck being hopeless in jobs and dead in situations and circumstances that they don't want to be. That's not just jobs, relationships. That's right. Mm hmm everything like we have this grandiose idea of what we wanted to look like but if we don't ever sit down and say you know what let me just daydream for a minute and then let me put these daydreams together and say how do i get to that thing that i want in life if not you live a hopeless life the smartest people you see working in the weirdest places like yo you was the smartest girl in high school what happened they didn't make a vision and when you talk to them then they're working in somewhere that they don't want to work. Now, let me be clear when I say that to a school, because some people uh, I, I got in this, this slap box. I made a post the other day about poverty, right? People got upset. We should really talk about that since I got a platform, right? I don't care if you flip fr- fries. That's right. I don't care if you're at McDonald's and you work the fr- next week the fries, right? As long as that when you were on the fries in your life, you said, I want to make the best golden brown McDonald's fries ever. If that's your vision, and every day you wake up and you happy, and you singing it, and you whistling it, and you working in fast food and you love it, nobody should demonize you. You're doing what you love to do, what was that's in right. your heart and soul and purpose to do. Rich is not about getting money. I get a couple of dollars. That's not why I'm rich. It's because I live the lifestyle that I want, and I'm free to do that. Right. So I know yeah. y'all didn't ask me about poverty, but I, I want to address it since people hit my page about it. Is it okay?
2: Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. You could do it in the next segment because we got to go into break. How about that? Okay. I want you to have for ample sure. amount of time to do it. So once again, to you all of our amazing listeners, you're listening to a Sound Off Radio podcast. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield, joined by my co-host Amanda Butler, and we really are for real. For real, we're beyond honored to have as our very special guest Conway's native son, Life. Is speaking life on this morning. So we want you to stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Our youth are being heard on Sound Off, 98.5 Kiss FM.
2: Sound Sound off. Off. To you, all of our amazing listeners, again, welcome back to Sound Off, a radio podcast. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield, joined by Amanda Butler. Good morning to you, co host.
1: Good morning. And I'm
2: telling you, during the break, uh the dialogue is as rich as it is for the listeners. So. We are beyond elated. I'm telling you, anytime we get the opportunity to have a uh, life that speaks life, and the good news, he's from Conway, South Carolina, and has accomplished so much and has so much more to go, but one thing about it, he always come back and, and give of himself and pour back into our young people, and for that life, before we move on, we just want to say we salute you, we celebrate you, and we appreciate you, and thank you so much for being on this morning.
0: Oh, man, thank y'all for having me. Like, that's the big thing. To get accepted at home is totally different. It's the biggest platform and stage in the world because people remember you from third grade. You know what I'm saying? So to get embraced <laughs> right. home is totally different. To get accepted in your growth and in the elevation of your genius is one of those things that's just beautiful because everybody don't get it. So thank Absol- y'all.
1: Absolutely. Amanda, I'm coming back <laughs> to you. At the end of the last segment, Um, you said something that really kind of hit. And it's because I know a lot of our young people, they view riches and wealth only financially. But can you kind of explain how it's, actually, it's not even all money? It's, there's other riches, there's other wealth that pulls you out of poverty other than just financial.
0: First off, if money is all you have, you are the brokest person on the planet. Like the money don't make you wealthy, the money don't make you rich. And what people don't understand is poverty starts in your mind, not mm-hmm. your pocket. Mm-hmm. and so does your your wealth start your wealth starts in your mind so the richest place and the richest thing you can have is your mentality your spirituality your health those are the richest things that you have because those are the things that enable you to generate revenue right so people can get a couple of dollars but if you don't have the mind state to manage those dollars you could be a millionaire but have t- uh, one million dollars but have two million dollars worth of debt you're you're poorer than a person with $20 and they got $10 worth of debt for real. So the money is not the place where the riches are stored or the wealth is stored. What you learn is what you'll earn. So people confuse the two. Also, same thing with poverty and poor. Without money, you're poor. Without a mind state, you're in poverty. That's good. So I was talking about poverty the other day and I was like, I'm never going back to poverty. But, oh, son, you get a little bit of money now. Nah. You out here so much. You don't understand the people. That's not... No, 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 no. It's not about money. It's about mentality. When you're poor, you have a lack of a resource. When you're in poverty, you don't have a mind state that suggests that I'm the greatest in the world and from this mind, I have a diamond mind worth of ideas. My knowledge is my wealth. I can create anything that I want in the world. Poverty is different from poor because poor means broke. Poverty means broken. I'm spiritually broken. Mm. I'm financially broken. I'm mentally broken. I'm emotionally broken, right? So... I can't even get into position to get wealth or riches. But oh, if I could think it, if mm-hmm. I could think it, I could create it. People don't get it. I, I fly all over the world speaking my true ideas, my true feelings, not to lean on and say somebody curtailed these thoughts or molded me with these thoughts or gave me the words to say. It's not a whole bunch of thousands and thousands and thousands of books. It's first. This is what I feel. Now, let me research if this makes sense for me to feel this way. Mm -hmm. Is this the most intelligent thing? I talk to my therapist to make sure that what I'm saying is not off mentally. Like I do the actual knowledge on it and I fly around the world with a knowledge base that generates me ungodly amounts of money. So the wealth is definitely not the fact that I'm getting money, because what I realize is the only reason I need millions is because my community don't have thousand dollar problems. I got million-dollar yeah. problems.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't have thousand-dollar problems. And that's no disrespect to thousand is. I'm a, th- I'm a good... There's a lot of good thousands between one and a million. It's 000, <laughs> right. You can use 999,000. It's a lot of good thousands between there. But what I'm saying is kids just think money. Money is just mm-hmm. a tool. Money is a resource. The other thing is money is energy and current. So if I have high energy, I attract high dollar. Mm-hmm. And if I have low energy, then I'm going to attract the lower things in life. So that's why we have to be excited about life. That's why they have to understand, no, 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 it's not the money. The money's going to chase you. You don't ever chase the money. You chase purpose, right. and then the profit will chase you. But mm-hmm. what happens when they don't see anybody that lives like that, right? What mm-hmm. happens when they only see people that's disgruntled about the job they go to? What happens when they see everybody around them complaining about work, but they're telling them to work hard, and they're looking like, well, I'm going to work hard. They ain't got you nowhere. Wow. Mm. So they follow the rapper. Yeah. To the rapper ends in the jail cell. And it didn't matter if you had a Lamborghini, you in here fighting for a pair of orange slippers for it and some underwear that somebody else wore. It's not about the money, it's about your mentality at all times. Health as well. And And that's mental and physical health, uh, spiritual health.
2: You're you're spot on. Because I'm just thinking about how social media um, has really impacted our young people, and you talked about the rappers and the celebrities and all the things that they see. But then when we come back to reality, we got to have that person for the community, a person that's uh, in their circle or a person that's related to be able to take them from facts to fiction, fiction to fact. You know what I mean? A lot of the stuff that these kids are seeing, they don't really know that it's just acting to make money to get rich. And so that brings me to, and I think Amanda and I were talking about it earlier, the importance of mentorship, the importance of even a young man that does not have a father in, physically in the home or you know somebody that, a stepfather or, or whomever, the men that are part or should be part of this village, should be part of the community, should be part of the puzzle that's absent. We can't, I mean, wh- 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 how, do we, how are we gonna correct that? And I'm not bashing men. By no means. Indeed. Let, me just, let me just make that very clear. I'm not bashing anybody, but the reality is we gotta get, especially, and women as well. We have so much work to do as it relates to molding our young people from that fake life and that false life that they think mm-hmm.
0: is real. Yeah, I think I think oftentimes not think, I don't like to say I think this is this is a part that I know. It's not all inclusive, the end all, be all, but this is something I know. I think oftentimes we as a culture don't realize my mother came from the civil rights movement. Let's, let's, just, let's just take that part right there. Like mm-hmm. my mother <laughs> came from the civil rights movement. We, I'm a generation away from MLK getting shot. So yeah. the mentality of men and we are not seeing our self worth and we're not taught the right way, right? So we're, we are emotionally damaged and we feel like if we've made mistakes, Sometimes you go to the church, people look down on oh, you only only been this before. Or you 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 was a drunk, you was a this, you you as, you was a whoremonger, whatever it is, right? And we get torn down so much, we don't believe that we're worth anything. So we don't want people to see our flaws. So there's a gap. And it's the same thing with women, because we're so hard on a person if they make one mistake. Think about it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a generation tear down Martin Luther King. They're like, oh well, the FBI said he was doing this. I'm like, so that one thing that y'all saying he did destroys everything that he's done. So we live in such a perfectionist perfectionist society. If I go to church, Mm -hmm. listen, I tell people, I felt like we went to church and it taught you to be more scared of hell than they taught you to love God Mm -hmm. and love Mm -hmm. self. So sometimes we don't come to the table because we just don't feel like we're worthy. But that goes back to mentality. Mm-hmm. I've never met a man who say, I don't want to be in my kid. Forget my kids. Well, he wouldn't be around me anyway, because you ain't got your, a man who ain't got his own kids back and never have my back in the end. Right. So there is something that he feels that he's lacking. There's something that he can't communicate. It's something that he don't know how to do. So the embarrassment of that thing and the demonization of us as men, because we don't have to have it all together. You know how hard it is to be a man. Now it's like, well, we don't this, this don't smite, <laughs> guys. it's super hard to be women. Right. right but just, yeah. Let's yeah. just look online. I, what kind of man you want? You got to be a priest or protector, provider. I need a six-figure dude. He got to be six feet. He got to drive this type of car. He got to have this type of head. And I'm waiting like, all of these things, right? And he ain't all the way the to total package put together. And this is what he sees in every corner and facet of the world. He feels like he's worth nothing because he don't have those things together. And I ain't talking about sorry. I ain't making no excuse. Some dudes just don't show up. because They don't show up. They just don't have the mentality to do it. They just don't know how to do it. But with that being said, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad quoted an African proverb one time. He said, if you teach a man, you teach an individual. But if you teach a woman, you teach a nation. Mm -hmm. So women who have the vast majority of our households, are single parent households predominantly led by women. Women have to understand, don't demonize them. My mother was a genius. My mother sent me to live with my grandmother in the seventh grade because we didn't have enough space in the house, this is a fact. But what she did do was create a foundation that was strong enough that when Pop showed up and he started putting these heavy bricks on me, telling me about knowledge itself, praying to the God above and the God within, understanding there ain't nobody else coming to save your community. You're going to have to save yourself. The understanding, the playing field ain't level. Learn to run on on uneven ground. When he's giving me these hard life lessons, right, my foundation was built by a woman so strong when a man started putting bricks on it, I was prepared to hold it and build a house on it. Mm. Mm. So we all have a role to play in the season and out of the season. If a man's not in the life, in the season of right now, then toil the field, prep the ground, Make sure it's watered. And when the man comes to shine light on it, at least that seed of yours can grow. But don't just give him a stony heart. You see what I'm saying? So in and out of season, prepare for the man that will show up. Pops ain't my blood, Pops. My dad my dad was never there in my life, right? My Pops, through his actions, taught me to love my dad. I went to Virginia. My dad is living in my house right now. Because he had a dream to run a, a music class in school. I'm in the school. He has the music class. My dad, who's never been there, but my mentor, my pops, taught me how to love my dad because my mom's prepped the ground for me to, to love both. You see what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. So we
0: have to say some things in season, and we have to be preparing for the season that's coming. And that's us as a community. It still takes a village to raise a child, but those children that's not embraced by the village will burn it down just to feel it's warmth. we got to stop our children from burning down the village.
1: Mm-hmm that was so powerful cuz i've heard that before too where you know they will burn down the village just to fill its one and so it really makes it uh, important and critical for the village to do its part and that's everybody and i love how you said it's like you know when when you build on the foundation you got to have someone to like you don't build a houses you got to have somebody to to put the sand you got somebody to put the sticks there you got to put the pavement and it's a it's a constant process of our, our young people making sure we're building them up on the right foundation that's that right. was dynamite! I absolutely yeah. love that. Not so
0: a JJ
2: please word. give us just a dynamite. I ain't heard that in a minute. JJ,
0: JJ come
1: through, no <laughs> <drunk>, JJ. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. Come, on,
1: come through now. <laughs> you know, I'm young, but I'm I'm real old school. So. <laughs> so that's why I just I love all of this. So can you please just give us, you know, give us that final spiel? You know, what you want to leave us with?
0: The thing that I would leave with. Is self love. Like, we got to get a knowledge of self and genuinely start loving on ourselves, even the flaws. Like, we got to really love on ourselves and realize this community that we come from has some amazing pioneers from the Jamila Mubarak's to the Massons to the Schofield's to the U's to Al B's. Like, we got to start embracing these jewels in our community. It ain't just life. And I know y'all got a lot of people that come. But I'm sharpened by the iron of people that's around me. So self-love makes me stop hating the person to my left or my right. Self-love makes me not be judgmental about the people that come to the table to bring their portion to the table. I love me, so I'm not threatened by nobody else. I love me, so I pour everything I got into us, and I don't care who gets the credit for it. Because at the end of the day, God gave the gift and God gets the glory. So self-love is the biggest thing if we love ourselves we will stop hating everybody else.
2: Wow. That that's that's a amazing way to end it because that's been that's been the heart of the show. I mean and and, and again any opportunity, you know, we get to have you on, I promise you, we really counted a major honor. And so again, life, thank you so much for passing through the sound off Zoom studios and you know, a sound off. We cannot allow you to leave without giving you the opportunity to shout some people out.
0: So I want to give a shout out to my and of course. I always give a shout out to Pops because he made me. Um, it's Jamila Mubarak. I also want to, I know Al B's, like it's, a, it's some true champions out there in the world. Travis Brown, true champions in the world. And these are people that I sharpen myself against when nobody knows. Like these are really my sounding boards. So salute those two brothers that hold me accountable for being me and they're great in their own rights.
1: Um, I just want to give a shout out to my son, Michael Aaron Butler, um, and to all of my aunts and uncles. Awesome. And as always, uh, shout out to you, Life, for coming on. And, you know, we won't
2: say that I asked you like on the, on the, the the ninth hour and you came through. So we really appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> As always, we have to send out major love to our sponsors. Would not be able to do Sound Off without our sponsors. Shout out to you, all of our amazing listeners. And a special shout out to La Greta Spain, Uh listens to Sound Off every Saturday. Thank you so much, La Greta. And, uh, you know, we just want to let you know that we appreciate you to the fullest. A major shout out to my family in the Dunbar community. Until next week, God bless you. Remember, we sound off and you can sound on too. Hey, 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 hey.
0: Our youth are being heard on sound off. 98.5 Kiss FM. Sound sound